WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. I heard a member of the Pittsburgh football media say today on the B team that Lev Bell has matured greatly over the past two years. He said, and without laughing, that Lev Bell has matured greatly over the past two years. Are you out of your friggin' mind? Never mind two years. Lev Bell has shown great immaturity in the last two weeks. He talked about skipping next season just 48 hours before the playoff game with Jacksonville. He showed up late to the walkthrough the day before the playoff game with Jacksonville. And then he showed up late on game day for the playoff game with Jacksonville. For the love of God, if you work in the media, don't be a fan. See these players as they really are. And if you don't, you just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Merck's Plumbing Con on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I want to get rid of the list so bad, too. I mean, I understand people like it, but Jericho's not even on WWE-TV anymore except for that brief return for the 25th anniversary Raw. So it's kind of passe. I've been doing this, it got to be about a year. If not a year, pretty close. But I can't come up with a replacement. And I'm thinking of replacing the opening theme, which is UFOs Too Hot to Handle. I'm thinking of replacing Sick Again, the Zeppelin song that's the backdrop for the 4 o'clock segment. No Quarter, I should replace that, but I really like Sick Again and No Quarter. I I thought about using, I have an instrumental from a Black Sabbath outtake, an in, a good instrumental of Fairies Wear Boots. Which has the second riff too. You know, we should go all the way with this. We should put a music backdrop for every segment and sponsor every segment. But I need a cut. We're going to get to the point where all this stuff, I'll give an example. I'm going to use Matt Mertz as an example because I love Matt Mertz and I do their ads and they really take care of me. And I get nothing for, you know, reading their name with the list, which is okay because, again, we have other relationship. You know, they, they, you know, I do their ads. They pay me. They get to my house right away and fix the various things that go wrong. And there's more than you think due to my stupidity. But there's some where I give the plug and don't get anything out of it. It's my voice. I should get something out of it. By the way, speaking of things that go wrong around my house, does this make me weird? This segment's just gone to hell. But I think it's pretty good. Uh, I bought my house in the year 2000, so I've had it for uh, about 18 years. When I bought the house, the, the, the woman who owned the house left behind her dishwasher her refrigerator, her washing machine, and her dryer. I'm still using three out of the four 18 years later. I replaced the dishwasher because it broke and just stopped working, but I still use the refrigerator. I still use the washing machine. I still use the dryer. Now, the washing machine still works just fine. 
I mean, it, you know, every function is as it should be. The dryer, the timer doesn't work anymore. So I have to, like, put the clothes in, turn it on, then remember to go turn it off. Okay? And I know that that could cause a fire, but it hasn't yet. And uh, the door's a little jiggly, so I have, to, I have duct tape on the door. And when I shut it, I, like, attach it with the duct tape. And the refrigerator, same thing with the freezer. The seal's not what it should be, so I have duct tape on there. And I never use the freezer anyway. All my stuff's in the refrigerator. Now, does that make me weird? Does that make me cheap? I mean, what's that make me? I, I thought about it last night because I was talking with Sid. He characterized the member of the Penguins as tight with a buck. And I thought, boy, I mean, what constitutes that? Because I like spend money to go out. I contribute to charity. I used to sponsor as well as coach my hockey teams. But I just, I'm like my mother in this regard. She never wanted to throw away anything that still had use. And I'm better at it than her because she saved way too much stuff. But, but like, I just can't see the point of getting a new refrigerator. Plus, which, there's the trouble getting a new refrigerator in. And I, I don't have to do it, but somebody does. And I have a problem now. My, my shower, there's a light in it. And the light burn out, I can't figure out how to get the, 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 the bulb in or out. Because it's like set into the friggin' wall above the shower. Every light fixture in my house is a fancy schmancy light fixture. And like if I call an electrician to change a light bulb, I want to look like the biggest doofus ever. But it might come to that. Because like sometimes I get up early in the morning so I can like do my like two something miles in the treadmill in the morning and just have the whole day where I don't have to do anything of that crap. And I, and I get a dark shower. And I turn on the light in the bathroom, and it's still real dangerous for a big, fat guy who trips over his own feet a lot. Anyway, Brandon Marshall. Uh, he was being interviewed. He was on a talk show, actually. And he said, how long have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick been together? And he was told 18 years. And he said, 18 years, almost 20 years doing this together. The league is not competitive. We all should be ashamed. Even you guys been covering them on TV should be ashamed. And Phil Simms said, well, why? And he said, players should be ashamed. Coaches should be ashamed. Owners should be ashamed. How do we let these guys do this year in and year out? Congratulations. You guys are phenomenal. You guys are great. Can't get any better. But how do 31 other organizations let this happen? And then Brandon Marshall turns to Ray Lewis and says, do we have a tape of this? I wish, I, I wish we did. He says to Ray Lewis, I know Ray is going to say, I won a Super Bowl, I did my job, but you should have won five. Yikes. I like the use of the word shame. Like, I don't know much about that. That What's that series, uh, the medieval series on HBO, Sunday nights, Game of Thrones. Don't they have a deal where somebody rings a bell and everybody goes, shame, shame, shame. That's the only thing I've ever seen from Game of Thrones. I saw a clip, and when Brandon Marshall said that, I said, well, they should ring the shame bell. Okay, now i got a bunch of calls, but i got Bob Barry next. Let's take, uh, let's hear from J.B. in McKeesport. This is relevant to my obsession with not throwing out things that worth. J.B., you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm a lot like you. Uh you are frugal and resourceful, and there is nothing wrong with that. Um, I will use things until the end, and if you can't fix it, 
duct it. What do you mean, duct it? Duct tape. Oh, okay, that's what I do. Let's go to Ron in Wexford. Ron with a comment on the same thing. Ron, what's up? Uh, hi, hi, Mark. Uh, my suggestion, it, well, my, how I see it is, if you can't afford to, to do something and you don't, you're being cheap. If you can't afford to do it, that needs to be done. You're just poor and can't do well, it. obviously that's, can't that's, afford it. I could afford to buy 10 refrigerators. That's my point. So I think you're being cheap, that's all. Who asked you? I, I got to say, though, the, the, the washing machine works perfectly. The dryer, yeah, that could burn the hostile, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I have insurance. And and the refrigerator, though, you know what I would love to give? Get one of those refrigerators that, with the crushed ice dispenser. Oh, that would be sweet. Instead, I have a duct-taped freezer. Bob Airy next, 105.9. This is Carl Hagelin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. Penguins 8-3 and three in the month of January and looked impressive with the 6-3 win against visiting Minnesota last night. Joining me now, he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Penguins. He is part of their TV announce crew. It's the great Bob Airy. Uh, Bibbs, Casey DeSmith has played very well, but is it time to put Matt Murray back in goal Tuesday when the Penguins next play? It is. It's time to put Matt Murray back in. He's their number one guy, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, not taking nothing away from Casey DeSmith. Yeah. He displaced Tristan Jari at this point, so you know we give him that much. But um, he's not Matt Murray, and it's time to get Matt Murray back in. And uh, if he's ready to get back in, I believe it's his time. Well, he says he's ready, and I got to believe he's going to play on Tuesday. Uh, the Penguins gave up three goals in three minutes in the third period. Bibbs, does that worry you? It was a glimpse back of what we saw a lot of before the new year. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't worry me so much. They. Uh, you know, they did what they had to at the start of that hockey game. They knew the importance of the game. They knew they had three or four days off. Um, they put that game in the bank. And, uh, you know, I thought, I thought that was just icing on the cake from Carolina. And I, I don't have any, um, any, any issues there, uh, what happened, or sorry, from Minnesota, but I don't have any issues for what happened, uh, you know, giving up those three goals. Well, Bibbs, uh, I said I earlier in the program. I said earlier in the program, when you're hit 6 nothing, the forwards want to get points, and they kind of leave everybody else out to dry, and I think maybe that's a bit of what we saw last night. Well, yeah, it was a point game at that, uh, you know, and it was, uh, it was from one side from uh, Minnesota, it was, let's call a timeout and not get embarrassed, because we are getting embarrassed, and for the Penguins, let's see how many points we can get before the All-Star, before the All-Star game, and... Uh, you know, for a guy like Crosby, maybe I can pick up a couple more and lead and lead the Penguins at that point. So yeah, it was a point game at that at that juncture. Dominic Simone is growing on me. What are his pros and cons, Bibbs? His strengths and weaknesses, and what makes him a good fit for Sidney Crosby right now? Well, he can make a give and go, and anytime you you play with Sidney Crosby, you better be able to take a pass and make a pass. I mean, that's plain and simple. I mean, if you can't do either of those, or if you can only do one, that's no good. You'll be able to take a pass and make a pass. You better be able to finish off some opportunities. You know, I look at his track record. I don't see a lot of goals on his on his ledger. I see a few, but I don't see a prolific goal scorer. Uh, maybe, you know, obviously he hasn't played with a talent like uh, like Sidney Crosby. But you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to base my um, my comments off one game like last night. I would uh, you know anybody could say, hey, that's uh, you know. Well, what a stock that is. I mean, let's just 
Dominic Simone is going to be there for 10 years and he's going to score 60 goals each year. But, uh, you know, I, I think you got to just, you got to wait and see how much he's going to be able to bring. And Dominic Simone's a talented guy. He's got great hands. So he should be able to finish off some plays. You can see what he can do. My, my question is, you know, who's going to be the winger on the other side? And, uh, you know, when things get tough, you know, with Dominic Simone, you, you know, I told you what he could do. What can he do? Can he go to the dirty areas? Has he scored inside like Jake Ensel scored inside last year in the playoffs? I don't think so. I mean, I think Dominic Simone, we've seen him score a couple of goals outside. We've seen him make some plays. Can he get tough and dirty when the, when the going gets tough and dirty? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Can the Penguins keep Sid, Gino, and Kessel on separate lines indefinitely? I know that's what Mike Sullivan wants, and some nights it works, and some nights it certainly doesn't. <laughs> Well, they can do it if you got somebody to pass the puck to Phil Kessel. You know, I think that's what it's going to come down to uh, at the end of the day. You could do it uh, in years past because you had a Benino and you had some other guys to play with, you know, Benino and Haglin. And, you know, I mean, they're going to have to find somebody to play with Phil Kessel because, uh, you know, he's, he's given his all. He's given as much as he can give to the Penguins. Uh, you know, would would any of us have thought that Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel could do exactly what he's done when we picked him up? When the Penguins picked him up, and uh, could he do that much on the power play? Could it be the quarterback in that situation? Could he come back and 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 and, and break up plays defensively? Even uh, could he do what he, he's been able to do? I don't know. I don't know if we expected this much for this long out of Phil Castle. He's given us more than we could ever imagine. Two Stanley Cups. I think you can keep these guys all separated if you bring in a guy for Phil Castle. Uh, yeah, to play play at center play with him center. now. The yeah. rumor I've heard is that Mark Letestu from Edmonton, ex the Penguins, might be in the uh, sights of general manager Jim Rutherford. How would that strike you if he rejoined the club? Well, I mean, it would strike me okay. I mean, but I still think a left-handed center is better for Phil Kessel. He takes off, he flies the zone. You need a left-handed center that can get him the puck when he's moving up that way. I mean, Mark Letestu, I don't know how good his backhand is trying to make a 50-foot backhand pass up the middle of the ice. I don't think anybody's that good at that. I'll give one guy an opportunity, and that's Crosby. But let's face it, Mark, uh, it's a lot easier to make a rocket uh, pass uh, forehand to forehand. That's the issue. And, the other, you know, I like a right-handed center, though, because I think the Penguins are lacking a right-handed center for the face-off. I know they got Carter Rowney. He can win some of those situations. And, um, you know, he, he's another guy that uh, he's, he's proved that he can, he can do uh, certain things. And that is win some face-offs, block some shots, and that's okay. If you're looking at Carter Ryan, he's a fourth-line center. But if you're looking at him as a third-line center, then you're 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 gravely mistaken. Sid is on fire right now. Nineteen points in nine games. I guess that was inevitable, right? Uh, he's still Sidney Crosby. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, we're going to say it's inevitable. It was this year. When, I don't know what year it becomes that it's, uh, you know, that we say it's not inevitable. You know, what, what does he have to be, 36, 37, before we say that? He's going to go through these hot streaks. He's, he's just too good right now. He's, he's got a, he's, when he, when he wants to play, when he wants to play, he's, he's still the best. Um, when, you know, when he doesn't, then, you know, then he's going to, he's going to, Fade away and, you know, down, down the way, down the, uh, down the road a little bit. And that's where he was for a while. He wasn't, uh, you know, like a lot of the Penguins, they, they just didn't, uh, they didn't have that drive that you really need to have when the, when the going gets tough. So, you know, they, they saw that the writing was on the wall, much like uh, the Penguins in 92 when 
things didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs, the Penguins, they were able to turn it on. I know Mike Sullivan, he doesn't like that when you say that I don't think you can turn it on and off. Well, <laughs> you can. I mean, some guys can turn it on and off, and we've seen that. We've seen we've seen Malkin and we've seen Crosby to turn it on. Well, speaking of uh, Malkin, and by the way, we're talking to Bob Barry of uh, AT&T Sportsnet here on the Mark Madden Show. Gino has 23 goals. Now, he's not shooting more this year, but it does seem like he's working to create his own shot a bit more. Do you agree, Bibbs? Because I think that's what's sometimes missing from Gino's game when he doesn't look to create for himself. Well, you know, I really like Gino's game for, for a lot. I think he is doing a lot to... Uh... Oh, me too. I think the last yeah, yeah, three years, it's been his best all-around hockey. Yeah, you know, and, and I, you know, we, we we showed a bunch of evidence of that defensively from the start of that game and using other players around. And when he's got the the mojo or whatever you want to call it, I mean, he's got, when, you know, <laughs> when he's got it going. There's nobody, there's nobody can get it going like Gino. You know, I see it around. I see, I hear it on the plane when, when I'm on the back and he's playing a card game, and I can hear him yelling. Uh, you know his passion is evident when he's playing when he's playing cards. I mean his passion is evident when he's playing soccer, and and when he brings it up onto the ice, it, it's evident. And uh, when he's dancing, you, you love it. I, I love the way he creates for himself, Mark. I love the way he. Not a lot of guys like Mario could beat guys one on one. Malkin's one of those guys, and he doesn't have that breakaway speed that he's able to create space for himself with those passes to himself. He's flipping it through defenseman skates and this and that. He's got. He's got moves that, you know, most players in the National Hockey League could just dream about, and he does them with regularity. So he's feeling it right now. He is creating space for himself, and you know, at times I do, I do see him try to take take on the on the game himself. I mean, you know, like last night I saw him use his players, give and go, short little give and goes. But then when the opportunity presents himself, he can he can be that guy that can really do it individually. Not many guys can do that. Uh what was your take on Ian Cole's game last night, first time in the lineup for a while, and should he stay in the lineup? What does Hunwick have on Cole? Well, Hunwick's a good skater, a uh, really good skater. I think Hunwick's a good skater. He's got a good stick. I'm not saying, you know, but it's funny because I don't want to detract from either of the players. I would have either of those guys play on my team for me, you know, as my as my fifth or sixth defenseman. And, and, you know, what I liked about Cole is he played with Schultz last year, and Cole was a plus 27. He's a great penalty killer and shot blocker. He's a guy that you can use in a, in a role. You know, and, and when you're looking for roles, that's what I liked about, and that's what I like about Ian Cole is he plays a role. And then in role, you have to have role definition. And, and I can clearly tell you what he does for the Penguins and what he did to provide them with Stanley Cups. And you know, and I think a guy like Mike Hunwick, we'll still have to wait and see. The jury's still out. But I like his skating ability. I like his stick on puck. I like the, his anticipation. Matt Hunwick has got great anticipation. He's able to get to plays because he's got that kind of. He's got good hockey smarts. He really does. Bibbs, uh, I'm between a rock and a hard place because I want Ryan Reeves in the lineup. I think he's done just fine. But I've loved the fourth line with D. Rust and Kuhnhockel. <laughs> I know. Uh, Kunakal, I've always liked him. I didn't understand why he was out of the lineup last year. Uh, he's a guy that just does what you want him. I mean, you can play him one minute a game. He won't say boo to the coach. So you can play him um, eight, nine, ten minutes a game. You're not going to be hurt, you know. So do I want 
do we like Reeves? I don't. I don't think he's done himself a disservice. I really don't, Mark. I think you have to look at look at him. And he, how many minutes he's got? I think Mike Sullivan's still trying to find a, you know, that role, that place for him. And I think, you know, I think he kind of has a, an idea of where he wants to use Ryan Reeves now. And that's in in games where we need him, and that's where 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 the going gets tough. Or you know. You know, we're going to lose a forward if we do lose a Kunak. If a, if a Rust isn't back into the lineup, then you're going to see Ryan Reeves in there. So he's going to be a guy that's in and out of the lineup. Maybe we should have expected that at the start of the season that we did pick him up for those games that, in which we needed him. I know he wanted to play more minutes, up to 9, 10, 11 minutes a game, but maybe we were thinking too much. Look at the talent on this team, this, the Penguin forwards that you have on the top three lines. I mean, God forbid. I mean, these guys are tremendous hockey players, and how many minutes do you really have to go around? And finally, Bob, do you feel like the Penguins have turned a corner? We've seen a few false dawns this year, but 8-3 and three in the month of January, and they're starting to look like them, their old selves on a given night. Yeah, yeah, they turned the corner. You know, they saw the uh, standings, and they decided they were going to kick it into gear. They turned the corner here. Um They've had great goaltending throughout this. You have to have that. I look around the National Hockey League, and when I see teams losing, and I watch a lot of hockey games when I'm not watching, when I'm not calling the Penguin games, and I see just bad, bad goaltending leads to a lot of losses. The Penguins are solid there. They have three tremendous netminders, and maybe they have a bargaining chip with one of those guys. But they certainly have turned the corner, Mark, and they're on their way marching to the playoffs. And who wants to play against them? Bibbs, great stuff as always. I appreciate the expertise, and we'll see you at the rink next Tuesday night. Thanks again. Awesome, Mark. Thanks very much. That's the great Bob Barry. Good stuff from him. I, I mean that about the fourth line. Maybe that's a point of discussion. I want Reeves in the lineup. I really do like currently D, Kuthockle, and Rust. Rust has been just dynamic since coming back from injury, and maybe the fourth line's the spot for Rusty in the long run. But if so, he's a right wing. That's where he's best at, and so is Reeves. And they need Kuhnhockel out there for the penalty kill. That said, I don't think D is going to be in the lineup come playoff time. I think another center will be acquired. That might be the only deal the Penguins make, and then Shane will drop to the fourth line. And Shane, Rust, and Kuhnhock would be a very good fourth line. Up next, Coors Light Cold Hard Facts, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You're kidding me. That's ridiculous. You know what? I'm going to skip right to my original thought and just say, this is stupid. You're stupid. Thanks for calling. DX at 105.9. Today's Coors Light cold hard facts are about Le'Veon Bell. Fact, he averaged 3.9 yards per carry this year, which sucks. Fact, 40% of his carries were for under two yards, which sucks. Fact. He only had three runs of 20 yards or more, which sucks. Fact, Bell has been suspended twice for pot. The third time puts him out for a year. Fact, keeping Lev Bell at all is a big risk, let alone for big money and many years. If you're going to keep Lev Bell, the best way to do it is again with the franchise tag. But then you're going to have all the drama again, like missing camp and threatening to sit out the year. So... I would let Lev Bell walk. You know who Lev Bell should be mad at? The Players Union. Because that franchise tag keeps free agency from being free. The Coors Light Cold Heart Facts are brought to you by Coors Light. Enjoy 22-ounce Coors Light drafts for just $3 during all Penguins games at Esta Esta in Monroeville. 
I've been to Esta Esta. That place has great Italian food and steaks. Uh, here's a quote from Frank Coonley in regard to the reported MLB investigation into the Pirates not using their revenue-sharing money for baseball ops. Coonley said the Pirates always have and will continue to use revenue-sharing receipts to build a winner on the field in Pittsburgh. That is our sole focus and otherwise decline to become involved in a national discussion. Frank Coonley is a lying piece of excrement. I cannot say it any stronger. Lying piece of excrement. Our sole focus is to build a winner on the field in Pittsburgh. That's like urinating down my leg and telling me it's raining. Frank Coonley is a lying piece of excrement. I want someone who knows Frank Coonley to find him and tell him Mark Madden said he is a lying piece of excrement and a drunk driver besides. 412-333. I get mad when I see anybody involved with the Pirates just lie to your face and think they can get away with it. And you know why they do that? Because for too long, you've let them get away with it. Let's go to Mark in Arkansas. Mark, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. If it's deemed that the Pirates aren't spending their money the way they're supposed to be, what exactly could happen with all of this? Uh, I think they would lose uh, future revenue sharing. Uh, not all of it, some percentage, some equivalent of a fine. Okay, so the owners couldn't be uh, banned from the major league at that point, though? No, they wouldn't okay. be. You're not going to force the Nuttings to sell the franchise. You're just not. Uh, there, there are some things I get goodbye, you stupid Arkansas hick. There are some things I get tired of talking about. Firing Tomlin is one of them because it's just never going to happen. Making Nutting sell the team is one of them because it's never going to happen. Well, it's time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. The Pirates... PR has taken a huge hit. A lot of things cropped up, some at their behest, some coincidentally. But but look at what's happened just recently. They get rid of Cole and Kutch. They lie through their teeth about the reasons why. Get minimal return for Cole, no return of any consequence for Kutch. Then Scott Boris, the Uber agent, says the Pirates lose because they choose to make money instead of trying to compete. And then Milwaukee signs Cole and trades for Yelich. Adds two contracts worth $130 million on the same day. Their owner, Mark Atanasio, said two years ago the Brewers would build a winner, and now he's following through. And what the Brewers are doing now, this year, after winning 86 games last year, is in direct contradiction to the Pirates winning 98 games in 2015 and then tearing their team apart. I hope you rubes out there, you pirate suckers, you marks, I hope you look at Milwaukee doing it the way you're supposed to do it and realize that the Pirates screwed you. They stuck it straight up your backside and you bent over and took it with glee saying, oh, they know what they're doing. Trust the process. You can't pay this guy that. You can't pay that guy this. 
They made you look like a bunch of schmucks. And then MLB, at the behest of the Players Union, investigating the Pirates for possibly not investing revenue-sharing income into baseball operations as is required. It's a PR nightmare for them, but you know what could keep it from being that? If y'all still go. And I hear people in other stations, well, my kids like to go, so I'm going to go. It's a nice night out at the ballpark, so I'm going to go. Do what you want. I'm going to call you stooge. 412-333-99. I mean, I, I am so mad about this. The way they urinate all over the city, sack it for as much as they can get out of it, and just don't give anything back besides, quote-unquote, the fun night at the ballpark. Disgusting. And you know what? I told you so. I'm not the dope. I'm the super genius. I have a tested IQ of 166. I told you it was a con from day one. You said, no, fat ass, you're wrong, fat ass. But now I'm right, fat ass, and you all look like dopes. Ask Mark anything next, 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. A lot of funny stuff has no taste. Like, for example, this show. Rebel, I just wanted to say how funny that was. Now I'm going to cut you off before you can make a joke. The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. Check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Shafe in the car. Shafe, ask Mark anything. Hey, super genius. Uh... I want to preface this by saying I don't wish for either of these things to happen. I love your show. But what do you think is going to come first for you, retirement or death? Oh, death for sure. I will uh, i don't know if I'll literally be working, if I'm literally going to be on the air when I die, but I'll, be, I'll die in office for sure. I don't expect to live much more than three or four more years. I really thought about that. Uh, I'm, I've been heavy my whole life. I've had health problems uh, recently, and I haven't done what I should to take care of them. So I expect I'll live to be 60, 61. Uh, that's about it. Let's go to uh, Jordan in Cannonsburg. Jordan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Yep. Uh, with Coutinho leaving Liverpool for Barcelona, what do you make of these rumors, Mo Salah going to uh, Real? I haven't heard that rumor at all. I've seen it bandied about a couple... Like, like when, now? No, not now, in the summer. Eh, who knows? I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, uh, he's playing great right now. I think it'd be stupid to leave. He's in a great situation. Let's not forget, he stunk at Chelsea. You know, he's in a place where he's being used right as a feature player. At Madrid, who knows? He'd be lucky to get a game, maybe. So, uh, if he, I think, I think Philip Coutinho will come to regret leaving Liverpool for Barcelona. I That's think, awesome. I, I think they will get somebody eventually that they find better than him. I think Suarez was so good. He was going to go to Barcelona and say, okay, as long as this guy's here, he plays. I don't think they feel the same way about Coutinho. What do you think of their chances this weekend? Liverpool's? Yeah. They're playing West Brom at home, so I would say probably a draw. Let's go to, uh, because West Brom stinks, let's go to uh, the dude in the bowling alley. The dude. Ask Mark anything. Hey, double M. Yep, what do you want? Hey, just wondering, is it uh, mandatory for away NHL teams to wear white helmets? Uh, you always have to wear helmets that match your jerseys, and currently the away teams wear white jerseys in the NHL, correct? Yeah. So, so they have to wear white helmets. Why? What Do you see this as an issue? or? No, I was just curious. Don't forget, you have to wear, everybody has to wear 
The jerseys and helmets have to match. You have to be able to spot your teammate or spot an opposing player at a glance. And uh, yeah, if, 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 if you wore colored helmets, I mean, it just it, it should be either dark or white, period. Jerseys, helmets, everything dark or white. Let's go to Rose in the car or Roz, whatever your name is. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Uh, Mark, have you ever uh, driven home a little more intoxicated than you thought you were and said to yourself, wow, that was lucky. I'll never do I have again. I have driven intoxicated, but I've uh, been very rarely in my entire life and I'm proud to say I could tell you the last day I drove intoxicated, only slightly so. I uh, was uh, It was the night the Penguins got eliminated by the Panthers in Game 7 of the 1996 Eastern Conference Final. I had covered uh, the game, covered the Florida locker room for the Post-Gazette, and uh, I was driving home. I was pissed, so I had a few drinks. I got pulled over, and I was lucky I got pulled over where I grew up in Reserve Township. And the cop knew me, knew who I was, and, and, you know, just gave me a warning and made sure I got home. But I thought to myself, you know, if I got arrested for drunk driving, it could really wreck my career. And I didn't even have much of a career then. I was at the Post-Gazette as their number two or three or four or five hockey writer. But uh, I, I thought I was still going places, and I didn't want to wreck it. And that might sound ridiculous that my main uh, inspiration to never drive drunk again was uh, – to make the most of my career and not to keep the highway safe for others. But uh, does it really matter why? I haven't driven even a little bit tipsy, even a little bit, for over 20 years. I don't want a medal for that. I just, that's the story. Let's go to Tom in Greensburg. Tom, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, you ever have nightmares about when you had to play music on your show? Oh, I, I, I like this way better, but I didn't horribly mind that. Why? It just seemed like what was on wasn't your... Bro, let me ask you this. First off, I'm the best to ever do this in Pittsburgh. The best sports radio talk host by far ever in Pittsburgh. In terms of money, in terms of ratings, in terms of exposure, I am by far the best. Now, having said that, let me ask you why you think I do this. Why do you think I do this? For the fame and glory. For the money. And as long as they give me the money I want, they can do whatever they want with my show. I prefer it this way. The other way was fine. Liverpool-West Brom tomorrow. I may watch the game at Kane Saloon. I, I need someone from Kane Saloon to let me know if the game will be on at Kane's. Because it's not. It's on Fox Sports 2, which is not on at my house. Kane's, call me. Tweet me. DM me. Something. 105.9 The X.